everybody welcome back to another episode of boys love mariah i am your host frankie and i'm your other host huey aka baby huey aka huey demarco you know i'm trying to do some new some new branding you know when when i grew up i let go of childish things so i figured it's time to you know go ahead and drop the, the baby and you know be daddy huey now you know okay um (laughs) happy new year to daddy huey (laughs) that sounds like a reggaeton singer (laughs) put that on my list of things to do you know i'm just conquering all these you gotta go back to 2005 and record a reggaeton album when it was when it was popping i would do that's how i'm going to get my egot i just gotta figure out how i'm gonna get a tony (laughs) but the the grammy's locked (laughs) (laughs) but a happy new year my friend happy new year it's 2019 2019 2019 all right yeah 2019 you know we left uh i don't know what the 18 one was i saw it on social media i didn't make this was it 20 hate is that what it was i don't know i'm gonna call it 2018 because i hated it oh (laughs) i'm gonna call it 2018 because i was gay um (laughs) Let me stop. I'm sorry. This coffee That's... got me jumpy and jittery. <laughs> Somebody got their tea today. I got my uh, chestnut praline latte. I'm good. There we go. And I just have a nice filtered water. <laughs> I have a bottle of that as well. Nice. Um, but how was your New Year's? It was cool. It was chill. Um, I worked New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, But it was cool. Um, I... I'm not too proud of this, but I brought in 2019 listening to Omarion's first album and then his second and then B2K's first album. So someone's ready for a reunion. Okay. So I didn't think I was, (laughs) I was actually against it in my mind. I was like, Oh, it's only good for nostalgia's sake. Um, like nobody wants to really go to that. Like, it just sounds good in theory. And then I was like, oh, yeah, these were bops. Like, these were fun songs. So I probably am going to go, depending on how much the tickets cost. Um, right, right. I mean, I had my rule. I was like, it shouldn't cost more than, like, 30, 40 bucks. But, you know, realistically, you know? there's, you know, because like I said, there's, um, I think people are going to be showing up for more of, like, just the nostalgia. Not so much because these people that are on the lineup are amazing performers. I wouldn't say performers. They just have great songs. Yeah, like they had classic R&B hits that we all knew. And I think the lineup of of artists is, you know, B2K, Lloyd, the Ying Yang Twins, which I'm kind of wondering how the Whisper song sounds live. I don't know how, I I don't know if they yell it or if it's still a Whisper song, but it's definitely going to be interesting to hear. I would go off the strength of that. (laughs) But just imagine like being in the crowd and everyone's like screaming the whisper song. And you're just like, I don't think there's supposed to be this much energy. A collective whisper, like that, that sounds would creepy. Be fun. <laughs> that sounds creepy. <laughs> A whole freaking arena of everyone just whispering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing, little shorty? Let me whisper in here. Yeah, just picture that no layered. Business. A hundred thousand times. You remember the remix with Missy Loudass? Oh yeah, she was like, "Fuck a whisper! I'm not whispering." 
<laughs> uh, that was around the time I think what was it? Touch It was out, and there was like seven remixes to that oh, shit. Classic. That was a move. That was definitely a power move. And I respect. I'm surprised Mariah didn't get on a remix of that shit. Oh, that would have been dope. It would have. That would have been really, really dope. You know she got bars. So uh, we got a word of the week. Yes. Before we get into the... the foolishnesses. Yes, the word of the week is enrapture, and it comes from mm. the song Vanishing, which is on the self-titled debut, which is what we're going to talk about today. And enrapture means to give intense pleasure or joy to. Can I use it in a sentence? Go ahead, go ahead. All right, I'm going to do it like in a, in a spoken word thing. Okay. I'm going to give you some spoken word. You know, talk, um, to the, talk talk to the children. I mean, to, to the adults. To the adults, we got to be correct here. Yes, uh, you know me. I am Huey, the elusive black butterfly. <laughs> I was so enraptured. <laughs> that went left. That went left. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was no, but I was so enraptured. No sensibility to open my eyes. I misunderstood. Now you're fading faster. It's suddenly hard to see. You're taking the light. Letting the shadows inside. Swiftly. You're vanishing. Drifting the fuck away. That was a word. I mean, she she didn't she didn't add the fuck part, but she definitely said all those other things. <laughs> yes, she did. Um, better than I said them, of course. Oh man, I mean, she was twenty when I mean I don't know when she wrote it, but she was definitely twenty when this shit came. You know, yeah, uh, when it came out, and I'm like, damn, to be that deep, I, I I could not find the vocabulary or the words to express anything when I was twenty. I would just be like, well, no. you hurt my heart, and I want you to exactly. Die. You hurt my heart, and yeah. I, that's it. All in, I bust the windows out your car. <laughs> exactly. Or um, scooter or bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> Cut up the bus pass when you're 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, wait, no. Did I have a I did have a car when I turned 20 because I got my license when I was 19. Ooh, you was fancy. <laughs> I think I got my when I was, hmm, I think 18, 19, 18. Mm. Right before I went to school. Nice, nice. But yeah, so the word of the week is enraptured. And we will be annoyingly using that word throughout this episode to expand our vocabulary as well as yours. Because smart. <laughs> exactly. So let's get right into our music box segment. Do you want to start it off? All right, cool. So the first song in my music box this week um, was actually one of yours from last week, Encore uh, Encore by Cheryl Cole. Uh, I forgot the words. How did it go? You're I messed it up. Deserves an encore. There you go. There you go. You're you know I mean? I love, some, I love me some cookout music. Listen, give me... Some Jesus sandals and a black and mild and a cup of uh, dark liquor. I'm good. You don't smoke or drink no more. <laughs> I don't, but I just want to hold them while I do like a little old old head groove. <laughs> just everyone got a classic little two step. Just just to hold them, you know. Hey, what y'all know about this? Uh, <laughs> these ass and uncle. Um, 
But no, also uh, Sukiyaki by A Taste of Honey. One of my faves. Um, I don't know. You know it. Well, you've at least heard it sampled. Maybe, maybe. Um, you definitely heard it sampled. Um, but um, and to stay in that you know kind of old head realm, um, a little bit older than that though. Round Midnight by Ella Fitzgerald or her version of it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, again, a vocalist. Uh, I, I I love me some Ella. I do and Sarah Vaughan. And I know, okay, we're not going to go there <laughs> because I could get wrapped up in that. Um, but to bring it into more modern things, a uh, new breed by one of my faves, Don Richard. That's my 2019 anthem. But last but not least, uh, Wake Up by Beyonce, which a lot of people might know as REM from Ariana Grande's album Sweetener. Um, it was not, it wasn't the exact same song. But I just listen to Beyonce's more because she says the N-word, and I'm a ratchet hoe that likes cuss words. Yes, yes. Polly Pocket did um, cover that on Splenda. Not Polly Pocket. And um, I know people are always talking about, like, which version they like better. And typically, like, Beyonce usually does things better in general. So I just, I, I believe those people. I mean, she she does. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's Beyonce, nigga. Like, oh my uh, come god, on, come on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's my music box. What about yours? Moving on. <laughs> okay, so the songs that I've been listening to on repeat for the past week, uh, one is Leon Waldo. The song is called "Collide," and I actually met him this past summer. I went to a show in Boston, and we hung out and got a chance to. Uh, you know, just have a girl chat and whatever. And he's a amazing artist. He sounded amazing live. So definitely go check out his EP called Pariah because it's one of my favorites. I need to um, check that out. Definitely. Uh, next one is Amory's Midnight Rain, which is on one of the EPs she dropped last year called After 4 a.m. I like the 4 a.m. What is it called? Man, In Mahaland the, or something like that? Yeah, that. I don't know where that is, but I like the first <laughs> one better. It gave me like... It, it made me want to start back smoking weed because it it was such a album vibes, to get high to. Um, actually, both of them, but the first one more than the second. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm more I'm more partial to the uh to the after four a.m. one. I don't know why. I just feel like there was a lot more. I don't want to say like vibey music, but it just reminded me of like that like New York kind of underground shit. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, next song is one of my favorite artists. His name is Quay, and it's called I Go. So definitely check him out. He has, I think, two EPs out, and I'm, I can't wait for him to put out an album and to come to the States because I message him sometimes on Instagram telling him, you like, just I just know all the famous people. I, I mean, I, listen, the people that I, you know, I listen to, I listen to a lot of different people and some of them are nice enough to, you know, respond back to tweets or messages and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> I'm really, I'm real grateful for that because it makes it, it makes me feel like these people are, you know, not to say like accessible, but it just makes them more human to me. The fact that they're nice enough to respond and they don't treat everyone, you know, like they're so far away. Cause some of these people, they don't have a million followers. You know what I mean? Right. 
So um, it's nice every 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 now and then when I get to speak to them and have you know a regular conversation about their music and stuff, and it kind of takes away that whole stand versus superstar kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, so definitely check that out. Next one is Bad Rabbits, who I also love, and the song's called Ain't a Crime. Very very old school R and B sounding, and mm. um, the last but not least, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before. Chromio? The name is familiar. Okay, you probably know like one or two of their songs. They have a song out right now with, I think, French Montana and Stefan Don called Don't Sleep. But, I like um, Stefan Don. Yeah, but that's not the song I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. uh, this one is actually an interlude on their most recent album, and it's called Right Back Home to You. But it's some mystery voice singing the interlude, and I don't know who he is. I got to do some more research and figure out who that is because um, if he makes any any music that sounds like this, then I'm definitely going to be looking into his shit. So, hmm. yeah, that wraps up my music box for the week. I got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> got to catch up. I do. I'm so behind. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on into a, another segment, which Huey actually created this one. Uh, so this is a new one. It's called Make It Happen. And you can make it. Make there you go. It happen. <laughs> take take it take it away, Huey. Oh no, that was all I can give. <laughs> that was about it for that song. Oh no, we'll just take it away with the segment then. <laughs> okay, well, make it happen. Um granted I'm not sure if this applies to anybody listening, but hey, you never know. Uh so make it happen is gonna be a segment where we recommend three songs really quickly. If you're not familiar with the Songbird Supremes, you know, discography, which I don't understand why you wouldn't be. But three songs, um, mostly probably album cuts and stuff like that, that we would recommend people listening to. Um, so you want to go out, go ahead and kick off your, your three real quick? Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so number one comes from the Butterfly album. A lot of lambs know this song, and I think a lot of like hip hop heads know this song because it samples Mob Deep Shook Ones Part Two, and it's called The Roof. Classic. Now, yes, definitely. The video's dope. The song is dope. Um, she was way ahead of her time with this one, especially Classic. like every. I listened to it today, and I'm like, this shit sounds like it could be released today, and it would be number one. Mm-hmm. When we get, um, I cannot wait to get the butterfly. Oh my gosh! Oh man! And I, 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 we got a, we got a, we got a guest for that uh, episode. He already, he already talked to us and was like, "I want to be on the butterfly episode." Um, so we'll we'll save that for a surprise. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if he tweeted you and me or just me, but we'll figure it out. Um, I, I'm sorry, cause I had a moment. <laughs> so the next one is want you which is a duet with eric benet from the glitter soundtrack and that is my mother's jam because I mean, it's the glitter soundtrack period. yes the, it's the clip it's so underrated um it's the fucking glitter soundtrack hashtag justice for glitter it was number one on itunes a couple weeks ago thanks to the lambs and uh yeah wasn't that like a month ago a couple weeks ago month same difference a couple is two you know what? What we're not gonna do is get technical. Especially... I'm just saying numbers matter and words mean things. Okay, a couple right. is two, a few is three, some is four or more. What? What? What's several then? 
unfathomable. <laughs> so it was definitely several weeks because didn't caution come out in November? You're asking a lot of questions about. Oh now, oh now, oh now we're asking questions. <laughs> I I was asking about a, a range. You're asking about a specific date. Well, didn't glitter go number one before caution came out? Yes. So I guess you could say several weeks ago then. Oh, but I thought it was a couple. It was, and then I realized <laughs> I realized when it when it happened, and it was definitely more than a couple. <laughs> And it was definitely more than a month. Um, don't try me, Huey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so check that out. And the last but not least is a unreleased song that was on the Always Be My Baby B-side, and it's called Slipping Away. And I don't think Huey's heard this song, and if he, if he, uh, if he has, he probably forgot. It's one of those two. It's one of the <laughs> It is one of those two. Definitely check that out because it's one that definitely needed to be on Daydream and if I we'll talk about it when we get to the Daydream episode but there's like a good one or two songs that I would take away because of Slipping Away. I need to actually get into a lot of her B-sides because Slipping Away is the best yeah. one. Seriously. I mean... I don't know who's gonna who will tell you different, but slipping away, I think everybody everybody can agree that that should have been on an album. It should have been a single. There should have been a remix with new edition, but that's a whole. We'll, we'll get edition. into it. We'll get into it. I honestly, just from the title alone, I just feel like I'm gonna cry. Um, who child so or or, or woo or woo Chile for going woo based off? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless is it, it. it woo Chile or <laughs> <laughs> ooh I pray for them every day so oh man my three songs for the make it happen segment before we jump into uh you know the, the main part of the episode you know three songs that you know have managed to keep me enraptured every time I hear them um <laughs> no um the I Still Believe remix with uh Bone Thugs and Harmony and the bright, I believe. Yes, they, they um, sampled uh, Willy Wonka. Willy Funkin' Wonka. <laughs> Baby, I still believe, and it's more than my imagination. Um, I just, I, I love it, and and again, probably we can do a whole episode on samples and interpolations because we'll just make it a segment. I don't know. Either way. That's one of my favorites, definitely. Um, and the way she just writes that beat. I mean, we need more Bone Thugs. We needed, we needed several. We needed like a Bone Thugs and Mariah EP. Listen. Listen. Because Breakdown gave me all types of life and resurrection and and, and death again. <laughs> and that was actually my second one. <laughs> definitely break down um although that was a single um the video was dope too but um breakdown is just an amazing song and i remember i didn't know that song until it was like a compilation album i think it was like some type of bet compilation album and my mom had it oh and yeah, breakdown yeah, was yeah. On it. i think you i think you told me and i was like oh this song is a it's amazing it's beautiful it's my favorite um, Mariah Carey song. Again, big words and flow for days. 
<laughs> and just like the everything like the the fact that that's one of those songs her mid tempos are always like you can do like almost any kind of dance to like her mid tempos you could listen you could do choreography you can just do a two step or you can just vibe, vibe dance out. <laughs> shout out to kid fury <laughs> river dance <laughs> <laughs> i lost the it when you dance that from uh uh fresh prince yeah <laughs> actually i made a video of that because uh it was kid fury crystal and angelica ross they were tweeting about it and i made a video of uh on viv like that scene to get the fuck out oh really and i tweeted it it was amazing it it, it worked so well i'll send it you, to you need to send me that or i gotta i gotta find it because that sounds funny I will send that right to you. Um, <laughs> I've also done videos of the the ass uh, the Apple Store girl. I did oh, one of her dancing the hip, to, hip uh, rolling girl. Yeah, I did one of her doing uh, melt away. <laughs> and I feel like I did one of her doing a distance. I'll send them all to you. Oh man! Um, and then my last make it happen song. Um, I'm actually want to go to a, a more recent album. Um and do Candy Bling, Candy Bling, from Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. That one to me was like Mariah's version, not version, but like it reminded me so much of I Love Your Girl, and obviously you know because the Dream produced it. Mm. Um, he he produced that entire album, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was a good ass album. I loved it. I loved it. Back in the day, I forgot who 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 sang that original. Was it Ahmad? Ahmad, there we go. Um, yeah, but that was just a classic sample. And that's Teddy Pendergrass. You said Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, but that's the back in the day when we were young and not in hell anymore. For some days, I said back in the day. I'm pretty sure that sample Teddy Pendergrass, unless I'm uh, confused. Yeah, this just samples on top of samples. We just got to do our homework. Samples. <laughs> so much culture, so much you got to learn. You know, um, that's why I can't be remembering new songs. So I know too many old ones. <laughs> it's a mess. But no, um, so yeah, make it happen. Listen to those tracks. Um, and then after you do that, well, actually, before you do that, stay tuned for the rest of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Four great reasons to get into Mariah Carey's superb debut album. One. new star grammy award-winning mariah carey in the year of our lord 1990 um this young lady by the name of mariah carey 
uh, dropped an album by the same name. I mean, and little did she know, little did we know that it was going to catapult her into to superstardom. Um, it was like Whitney, what Madonna, Hugh, Who, like what? I mean, we love everybody, but this was Who's this new girl who's like coming in the game like OG, singing with more soul than soul food, or <laughs> <laughs> more soul than soul food. Oh man, what was her name? Faith. <laughs> Stop. That was a classic. I let the family move. in my house. You know what? The family fucked my husband. You know what? Okay. That's why Faith fucked my husband. <laughs> Terry. Terry what? Oh, man. Miles. <laughs> yes. Mariah Carey brought all that emotion. All the emotion from Soul Food, which I don't even know if it came out at that time. I, I don't know when Soul Food it came out. It was after. It was after. Well, she, she saw the future. <laughs> <laughs> Vision of love and love takes time. That was all inspired by Soul Food. <laughs> Let, and let's get into Vision of Love, which was the lead single, because I feel like Vision of Love set a precedent. It set set a new standard for vocal performances um, and just had people doing the most. It was definitely, yeah, it was definitely one of those songs that sounded completely different than anything that was on the radio at the time, because... You know, back in 1990, Vogue by Madonna was out. Can't touch this by MC Hammer. Um, Ice Poison. Ice Baby, Poison, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Groove Groove is in the heart. Uh, D Light. Ah. Um, uh, Escapade, Janet. Yeah, like there was just a lot of a lot of upbeats, a lot of you know a lot of jams you know a lot of uh club songs and stuff and the fact that this was her first single and she's doing all these runs that are extremely hard to sing like i've tried to sing vision of love several times like I, and it's just not it does not sound why good. would you do that to yourself listen i i told you i have a whistle register i've been able to hit that note a couple times but those runs the come on like especially the Right at, towards the end of the song, right before the last B, like. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh man, and it's, she there's went so many, off. She went off, like, and and it, for it to sound so effortless, like didn't even didn't even sound like she was going out of her way to be. Extra. She sounded bored, if we're going to be honest. Right, she was like, "Let me hit you with these fifty notes in two seconds." Just like. Uh. Oh yeah, this song I can do this, um, and then just back when charts actually meant something, right? Um, this was way before streaming and YouTube and ringtones and uh, you know Apple watches or whatever is counted to, towards the Billboard Hot 100 these days. I can't keep up with it. I just remember back in the day, it was all about radio and sales. Yeah, that, that's what it was, and it's. <clears throat> It's dope how, like, that was her first single, and 15 albums later, you know, almost 20 years later, no, 30, because my, yeah, almost 30 years later. Shit, she's been in the game for a minute. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, when numbers just hit you, it's just like, goddamn. Um, 
But this for it to be almost 30 years later into her career and that to be one of her signature songs, like the very, your very first swing at bat was a home run. Yeah. Like, you know, your some very people... first step to the plate and you just knocked it out the fucking park to the point right. where it's still like, it's known as your first song and it's still touted as probably one of your top three. Yeah. And she still sings it. She has to like the lambs would go crazy if she didn't like she get lamb chopped <laughs> in her throat like where is vision of love sis 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 yeah the the one time I saw her in concert she did perform it and I was very happy like it's just yeah um and then if we want to uh, continue talking about singles let's talk about how sis just said oh yeah number one. Oh, here's another one. Oh, wait. Here's another one. <laughs> oh, wait. I got one more for you. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Love Takes Time, Someday, and I Don't Want to Cry all came from that album. I loved Someday. I loved Love Takes Time. I Don't Want to Cry. I actually I have a new appreciation for that. I've always loved it, but I used to always like play the other three a lot more. Mm. Um. But I just thought there was something so different about I Don't Want to Cry. And I feel like there's certain songs that kind of um, that kind of reference back to that kind of style, like, you know, later on in her career. Um, but um, no, Love Takes Time to me, it's it still had like a little bit of like an 80s influence as far as yeah. the production went. Um, and so did Someday. But there was a whole issue with Someday. She doesn't like it anymore. She, I don't think she ever liked it. I think she prefers the live version. And I don't really know why i think it had something to do with like the horns being replaced with the guitar or something along the lines of that um, someday um someday fell in the middle for me um in the track listing it's like i don't not like it but it's not one of my faves either yeah yeah but i appreciate it on the album does this just to be clear i don't skip anything on this album it's just like, mm, I don't really want to hear this song, but I'm going to let it play because it's gotcha. so great. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I definitely skip some songs, and I feel like I'm okay because Mariah says there's some songs in there that aren't her favorite, and I don't know oh, which yes. ones those are. I'm just assuming that it's Someday, and we can just guess what the other one is. <laughs> it's several. Well, okay, so let's do this. What are your your top three tracks, and then your least favorite three tracks from the album. Hmm. All right. Top three would be, I think my favorite was Prisoner. Mm. Pris- <laughs> and one of the reasons why I love Prisoner and was because... I miss you. Expect me to hug and kiss you. There you Don't go. I'm sorry. She invented no rapping. No more, no more, no more, no <laughs> <laughs> more. Young Money. She had such a raspy <laughs> voice, too. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine if she just, like, yelled Sony in the background? <laughs> I mean, she, she she's known for changing the game. She could have she started something. Hey, she probably did. It was like, girl, take that out. We're not going to do that. Not, not today. Right? We're, you're, not a diva, you're a diva. We don't know what this rap stuff is. At least that's what they were saying. <laughs> the daydream album era but we'll, we'll get into that later <laughs> no that, that was the the birth of mc right there exactly 
But um, bars. Yeah. And she had like two or three rap verses on that song, or like two on a bridge, maybe. It was at least three moments on that song where she was like spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I think it was like the beginning, the the bridge, and like that very end. Yeah. Where she says like, "I'm not, I'm not a doormat." <laughs> it's not her format. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just a player. That's not my format. Yes. <laughs> queen, queen of vocabulary. <laughs> there, there's certain reasons, like there's certain words I, I would say because of Mariah Carey lyrics, and people would be like, "Um, what?" I'm like, "Look it up." It's in the dictionary. Right. You, use your smartphone. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so prisoner would be number one. Um, definitely love take time. Love takes time would be number two. Um, just because I don't know why I have such a connection with that song. Uh-huh. I used to always hear my mother singing it, and I think as I got older, I, ha- I grew to have more of an appreciation for it because uh, the lyrics, like I said, are so deep. And for her to be twenty years old when that shit came out. Mm-hmm. It was like, damn! Like, what? Like, what happened? I don't want to be here. <laughs> you ever see the meme of that where it's like me walking into work? <laughs> no. It says me walking into work, and then it shows Mariah singing, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> I have not, but it it sounds like uh, truth. Yes. Um. And yeah, I think, and so the third one for me would probably be, I guess you could say someday. I, um, I, I really love the live version of it, like over the studio, but mm. I don't know. I just think the, like the melodies, one of those, like, it was like perfect for radio. Um, and to me, like she, she always killed it live and it just, I think it was one of those songs that was meant to be performed live. Yeah, I can see it. So those are my top three. My least favorite uh, were "There's Got to Be a Way." And that okay. one, <laughs> I have feelings. You have feelings about this one? Go ahead. I have feelings. Um, it's one of my least favorites as well. Um, you know, I don't, I don't look to Mariah Carey for "Heal the World." I, I don't I don't want that from her and granted you know she can give me whatever is on her heart to give like it's not a bad song let's make that clear but if I'm going to a Mariah Carey album I'm not going to hear about you know poverty and and racism and you know I want emotions um maybe some you know praise to the lord or something but not there's got to be a way right we come it was a great song beautifully yeah. written, written and and sung you know and, and yeah no we uh we come to her for for vibes for emotions like just yes. <laughs> self-reflecting moments yes uh we come to her for a lot um shower slides down the wall just <laughs> Yes, what video is that? We belong together. <laughs> she oh, and Vincent standing on the wall of the shower, just sliding down, and then just being being on like the corner of a wall, just like yelling and throwing her hands around. 
there was so many weird not weird but like there were so many random shots it's like okay now i'm in front of this headboard and I'm <laughs> yes and now i'm running away with this 27 foot long train um <laughs> and ran away from phase on love the <laughs> he was the um the minister or the preacher whatever he was <laughs> oh man it. But yeah. So at least we're on the same page with there's got to be a way. Definitely. Um, just not one of my favorites. Uh second would be All in Your Mind. And it's not because I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't play it enough as opposed mm-hmm. to the other ones. And the third one would be Alone in Love. I can appreciate the fact that she wrote it when she was fifteen, um, because those you know, has some deep lyrics on there. But it's just not one of my faves. So yeah, that's just that's just that. Okay, that was cute. Um, <laughs> that was cute. Don't <laughs> you know that was cute? Um, because my top three or favorite three tracks are uh, "All in Your Mind" number one. <laughs> I feel like that was uh, probably the best vocal on that album. Um, and I don't care what anybody else has to say. <laughs> about it um i love that part at the very end where her voice splits um when she's doing it <laughs> number one that's probably one of my favorite whistle register moments of hers in general the talent jumped out it it jumped all the way the fuck out and then <laughs> her voice just splits at the end and i'm mad that it's like while the song is like fading out so you don't really hear it I think um, there was like to... an issue with that. Not an issue. I think she spoke about it once and said that she told the producers to like edit it Take out, it and out. they were like, mm-hmm. they were like, no, we're gonna keep it. And I always thought that it was her. It was like a you know she dubbed over it, and you know, but it was again the talent jumped out. Her voice split and harmonized with itself, and this is like, um... <laughs> <laughs> that's not that gift of Brigitte Nielsen from Flavor Love. Just... <laughs> Like, you girls like could never like, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i was sorry that you're even trying um oh, and then just the um the 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 content of all in your mind it's one of those songs that makes me happy that i feel like uh whatever poor soul ends up in a relationship with me would be dedicating to me with my anxiety written self um yeah. so yeah that's that um alone in love is also one of my faves um, because it's just good. And I don't care what you or anyone else has to say about that. And then <laughs> last but not least, <laughs> last but not least, uh, Love Takes Time. Um, what? Is one of my faves. Um, and I love Love Takes Time. Number one, this, it's written beautifully. It's a beautiful song, but this it's so gangster this is like it was supposed to be on the second album and Tommy Mottola was like nah we're gonna go ahead and slide this one in on the first one while the first album was like being printed and it was already done which is why like on early versions Love Takes Time isn't on the track listing yes Um, I do remember I remember reading about uh about Love Takes Time being like a a bonus track for some, you know, for some people. <laughs> yeah, a hidden track. Right. <laughs> but, a hidden um, ballad. <laughs> but it's just dope. And then, like, I mean, it was a 
what three day process where they went in, recorded, and mastered it, and had it on. Like it was just this savagery, you know. It was just like the song was good enough to be like, okay, stop printing whatever copies you have now, throw those in the garbage, and just print some new albums. But what we're not going to do is waste trees and print new album inserts and and packaging. <laughs> That's what we're not going to do. But um. I love that song. And then my least favorite three are um, There's Got to Be a Way, as I already said, um, Prisoner, because... Excuse um, the fuck out of me. Okay, so the thing about Prisoner is the production is very, like, late 80s cliche-ish Right, right, right. And, like, the instrumental by itself just sounds like something that I would hear on Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Like, it just sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog level music to me. It's one of my um, favorite like those, games. Um, <laughs> those, like, movies that you were watching, like, health class or, like, in school with, like, the really cheesy graphics. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because usually those, you know, they were um they were shot in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like, those. Like, it just sounds like 80s stock music. Like, <laughs> uh. But I would say I would love to hear like a ballad version of Prisoner. That would be cool. I would appreciate that. Minus the that. rap parts, of course. Can you imagine? <laughs> but like, I just feel like it would sound like really, really dope. Like with like some strings. And a harp. <laughs> like a nice orchestra. Right? Uh, Mariah, if you're listening... You can use our idea for free, but just give us credit. Right, um, just shout us out and um, <laughs> give us tickets to your concert. <laughs> Please and thank you are the magic words. Right, I'll go down um, to D.C. where Huey is, or he can come, come to Connecticut. We'll figure it out. Come on down. <laughs> I was actually looking at her tickets, and of course they're sold out. I was like, stop What? Up. Damn. But she's going to be here twice, actually, so we'll see. Okay. Um, and then... My last one that I'm not too fond of is Sent From Up Above. Sent From Up Above. Although it's not a bad song, but it's just one of those that doesn't really stand out to me. Um, If I had to say any track on that album was like a filler track, I would say Sent From Up Above. But it's a good-ass filler track, and it's yeah, like yeah. some of your favorite singles. So It reminds me of... All Around the World by that Lisa... Lisa Stansfield. Yes, it yeah. actually does. It reminds me and of that. And that came out the same year. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there was, you know, everyone was kind of in a bit of a sound, you know, during the 90s. That's why, you know, you know, that's why there is the up-tempos and that's why they sound the way they do on this album. But there was a lot yeah. more, um, a lot more ballads on on the self-titled debut as opposed to the, you know, the, the radio songs. Yeah. So, um, really quick, let's say some more facts and then we can get into some more opinions. Gotcha, so, gotcha. um, by 1999, the album was nine times platinum. So I'm pretty sure by now it's diamond. Yeah. I'm, I would put money on, like I got five on it. It's diamond now. Definitely. We, so whoever we recount or sta- status update, whatever the fuck they do. Um, because I see, what is it? Chart news or chart data on twitter <laughs> they'd be like posting about albums that came out so long ago i'm like um we need to figure out if this is diamond because she needs to collect that third plaque like give it to her already give her her yes. things because again it's well deserved 
especially now with streaming and stuff, I'm pretty sure that oh, that album is has reached diamond status. Right. Um. She got four nominations from the Grammy people, um, and she won two of them, including Best New Artist. Which have, have you ever uh, seen her little post media interview thingy after she won it? Very noted in winning this year's Best New Artist Award. With all the controversy surrounding this award, um, I hope to bring it back to real singer, songwriter category and hope that everyone following me can be as proud as I am to receive this award and to be acknowledged in this. Who is she shading there? Spicy. <laughs> you just been a shady one from the jump, haven't you, Mariah? Just... I, I want to know who she was shading on that shit. I don't know, but it tickles me to my core. Um, <laughs> still. Um, and like you said, she won for Best Female Part Vocal. Uh, she lost Album of the Year to Quincy Jones' Fine Ass. And then she lost uh, Record of the Year to Phil Collins. How does Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins go? I don't know. I only know a few. I mean, I know like maybe four or five Phil Collins songs. Um, you know, obviously everybody knows In the Air Tonight and the song, I love that song. from Tarzan. <laughs> and that's... The main thing I know Phil Collins for is the Tarzan soundtrack, which is one of my favorite Disney soundtracks ever. I feel like he, he's definitely, he has those songs that you have heard before. You just didn't know it was Phil Collins. Yeah, I guess. Does but, he do Take These Broken Wings? In the no, that's um, that's something else. That's, that's I think it's a band or something. Oh. But I know what song that is. <laughs> They're the same people <laughs> that sing, I think it's Kiri or Kyrie. It's... It's it's one of those. Okay. Um, but Another Day in Paradise won Record of the Year over Vision of Love. Um, Vision of Love, it was also nominated against You Can't Touch This uh, and Nothing Compares. Well, Sinead O'Connor's cover, Nothing Compares to You, which can still choke. Um, <laughs> and From a Distance by Bette Miller. I don't know that song. Yeah, um, I don't know that one either. So out of the album uh, out of the songs nominated for record of the year i know three of them and the one that won is one of the ones that i don't know you know if i hear it i might know it but yeah you know how the grammys used to get down now they try they change things well yeah yeah but you know how it was back in the day it was like let's choose the song nobody knows um and now it's like let's choose the song that everyone does know depending on the category and the artist that's it but it's just, it's funny whenever I look back at old Grammy um, winners, and this is like I don't know the song that won, but the song that lost is still like "Vision of Love." Like we said, it's still a very known song. Yes, it has stood the test of time. It really like people that are only like real vocalists will attempt to sing that song on singing competitions, uh, karaoke shows, like. It's not they one of the It's like you want me to sing what? Yeah. Why? I like, can't you have do to be this. able to really sing to even try to sing that song. You can't have no, you know, you can't just carry a tune. You have to have the range. Yeah, pretty much. You, you got to. Um and the album was uh number one for eleven weeks on, on Billboard two hundred. Um and it spent hundred and thirteen weeks total right on and that the- chart. So and like we said before, this was before streaming. This was before the YouTube and all this other shit. So people literally had to go out and buy this shit. Yeah. I mean, it took like half a year for it to peak at number one. Right, right. 
well, a little bit over half a year. But when it did, it was there for 11 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, what more do you want from 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 a debut album? Listen, and she could she could have just rode the wave, but no, she said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna give y'all emotions next next year." Then next. And I can't wait to get into the album either. But so overall, where does this album rank with you amongst her entire discography out of the 15 albums that we get? Wait, does that, the 15, that includes the Christmas albums, right? I believe so. Yeah, because they're technically studio albums. Right. Yeah. Okay. So where does this one rank for you? See, okay, for. As an album, I don't. It's my favorites as a whole body of wo- body of work. I love I love some of these songs, and I have like a my own you know moment my own personal moments with these songs. But as a collection, not so much. So this is definitely like on the towards the bottom. It's not my least favorite album. I'll say that. Um, that's that one we'll get into, and that'll be a whole controversy because the lambs will probably hate me for my least favorite. Um, but it's definitely not mm. this one because this one has a lot more songs that I like than than I don't. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much that. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely not the worst. Okay, so out of the fifteen, right? I feel like it's only right to put the Christmas albums at. 14 and 15 um just because those are like you know niche albums you know just i mean they're I guess, meant for a specific purpose i guess that's fair i personally i don't even count those like when i think of the discography i mean i I love some of the christmas songs but i think because right. it's you know holiday and you know i don't go to the holiday songs for the same reason i go to her regular exactly. songs you know that's why i said i think it's fair to put them at 14 and 15 okay that's fair um, so out of the other 13, I would probably put this album at 12. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I feel like this album, although it was great, I feel like this album was manufactured for mainstream success, which it garnered. Right. But, um, I feel like that was the purpose of this album. I don't feel like there was much personality to it right i don't think there was I feel like i don't think there was, a, was enough a, versatility either right it was a showcase right it was a talent showcase mm-hmm. and i mean she showed case her you know talents as a singer and a songwriter um but it was i wouldn't say it was an artist defining album I, I don't think it, it it established Mariah Carey the artist. I think it established the established the voice in the pen. <clears throat> right. I feel like her whole first era, and I'll I'll let you know when I feel like the first era ended. But I feel like a lot of her fir- her first era was just like the voice in the pen. Yeah, yeah. And the the success, the charts. Right, right. It was more of like look at this girl and her voice and. You know, yeah, she has she has some cute songs and if she can whistle. She hit the whistle, hit the whistle, right, do right. it again, <laughs> not do it again, right? Not, not do it again. <laughs> you know, one more time for the people in the back, exactly. And that's why she was sounding like she was on New Year's Eve. Um, Don't do that, Healy. 
they I don't feel like it was her choice to be screaming like it like she was. I don't think she was like, I'm gonna hit this whistle register on every goddamn song. I feel like that was like hmm, branding, marketing, whistle. Yeah, I think, you know, because nobody was really doing that. I mean, I guess the only person that you could really say that is kind of known for that was at least prior to her was Minnie Ripperton. Yeah. Um I appreciate the fact that you said Ripperton and not Rippleton. <laughs> Who says Rippleton? <laughs> You'd be fucking surprised. <laughs> oh man, people got people gotta people gotta get what was that uh that kid's spelling uh assistant video? Was it Muzzy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that what it's called? Is it is it Muzzy or I Muffy? I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> he was like blue, right? I think so. Yeah, Jesus. If y'all remember Muzzy, let me know. <laughs> Muzzy, muzzle, whatever. Either way, um, thank you for knowing the, the lady's name. <laughs> I picked the right person to do this show with. Exactly. Because I would have been like, oh, so it's canceled. Um <laughs> like just hang up the hang up the Skype call. <laughs> what happened? My computer Twitter, died forever. <laughs> it never it never existed. <laughs> What happened to boys? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know he podcasted or whatever. I thought he just took pictures, or I thought he was. I thought whatever. he was on Twitter or whatever. Let <laughs> let let's bring it. Oh, let's man, bring it back. But, um, <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back. So let us know what you guys think about Mariah Carey's first album. Hit us on the Twitter at Boys of Mariah. Um, you know, hit up the the SoundCloud comments and everything. We should be up on Apple um, Apple Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, and Spotify. So let us know how you feeling about the album. If you agree with me and my top three, or you know Frankie and his. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but any 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 final thoughts? Any final words? You know, one of my favorite things about this entire era wasn't even like the the songs on the album. It was actually her first televised performance when she sang "America the Beautiful" at some NBA game. I don't like that song. You say you don't like that song? No. Oh, I, I, that's that's totally fine. I'm not going to argue that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know her. But I remember I didn't. Obviously, I wasn't born for this for this time. But I remember watching the performance for the first time on YouTube. And it was one of the very few performances that gave me goosebumps. Um, and she's one of the only people that can actually do that. Like, there's a list of people. It's very small. It's like her, Beyonce, and some other people that actually give me goosebumps strictly off of their singing. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it was crazy. Like, and she looked, she was so young. The hair was all types of curly. She was in the signature little black dress from that era. And she just killed it. And everybody in that um arena was just like in awe of that fucking performance when you say era how long was it well i think the performance had to be during like it had to be around the time vision of love came out or like right before and so when in your mind when is the end of her first era i guess you could say when when she dropped emotions really you know because uh that's once that was 
once that dropped, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure everybody was just waiting for the next album. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I think emotions I actually came out around the time I was born. To be honest, ninety-one baby, yeah, shit. Um, I would actually say that her first era ended with daydream. Well, I mean, how many how many years went by before daydream came? Because that was daydream was like what ninety five, ninety six, ninety five, yeah, 95. yeah, yeah. Um. But I think it was, you know, during that time, she, I don't know when the album was released. Let's see when it was released. It was released in June, June of 1990. So, you know, by the time everybody was soaking up the album and the singles, you know, it was probably already 1991 and, um, and she was already on to the second album. So there was so much and she didn't tour until what? Music Box? I think. Yeah. Well, okay. Hmm. It's hard. So I would say, I changed my mind. I would say <clears throat> the first album was an error in and of itself. And then the second error was Emotions Through Daydream. Okay. That's fair. Just because of the, the, the style shift. Okay. Then I, I agree with that then. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously the first album was very much. Um, you know, radio songs and this, this, and that. Right. And then I think we kind of saw a little bit more um, personality and especially in the change of production when it came from emotions to daydream because, you know, yes. emotions does not sound anything like daydream. And, but they still, like, her transition to, you know, from like the traditional sounding R&B or R&B pop, whatever you want to call it, to... Mm you know, the daydream slash butterfly sound that was so smooth. And I think, and I don't think people realized how, how hard of a transition that was until like honey came out. Right. And that's why I would, I would mark butterfly as the beginning of her third era. Right. Right. Cause emotions through, through daydream it, it, they differ, but it's still like along the same plane. Like she was going through puberty. <laughs> yes, yes, but we we but we definitely saw more of the artistry and you know the the samples and the production changes and um yes you know during that time that's when everything started because you know I think Dream Lover I don't know what song it samples but it it samples like an old school R and B song I think it's like SOS band or something um and then Fantasy was uh Thomas Tom Club's Genius of Love and stuff. But then um, you know, Butterfly became a lot more it was a lot more, I guess you could say urban or that that's what the yeah. critics would, would call urban. Yeah, of course. But. Like Butterfly was when like it's like I got titties now. <laughs> and then emotions through through Digging was like my titties are growing. Listen. <laughs> the the and also the change in aesthetic. Like that was a whole. Yes, she said. Very she said, true. "Fuck these flannels." <laughs> Again, I got titties now. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I'm single. I got a skirt. I'm out of sing sing. Right, I'm out of sing sing, and I'm about to go party on this hall waterfall hallway with Diddy and the boys." That's what it is. <laughs> um, we just jumped the gun. That's just a great preview of what's to come Definitely. on future episodes of Voice of Mariah because we're about to have fun with these albums <laughs> and, and all that. Um, so 
Before we close out, two things. Number one, we got to hit our say something. So what do you have to say to Mariah this week? Mariah, thank you so much for showing me that I cannot sing. Um, But it doesn't stop me from trying. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and I want to repeat a sentiment that was already stated earlier in this episode. Okay. Uh, Miss Mariah, um, you have the budget, you have the talent. Um, so I think that we deserve prisoner backed by a full orchestra, uh, with an, you know, a nice new arrangement. Um, and we also deserve, you know, a little interlude break during a concert where you actually spit your bars from Prisoner um, outside of the orchestra performance. The world would end. I'd gag. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not your format, but <laughs> I would be enraptured. <laughs> if you so choose <laughs> oh man thank you for bringing choose back that word that. of the week <laughs> bam i used it twice there you go <laughs> so last but not least tell everybody where they can find you at in the social media and podcast world all right you guys can find me on twitter at frankie l rivera instagram frankie.l.rivera photography instagram underscore box guy and snapchat frankie.rivera and don't forget to listen to what about your friends new episodes every tuesday busy guy trying to trying to oh trust me i understand um and you guys can find me on twitter and instagram at baby huey that's b-a-e-b-y-h-u-e-y and check me out on boys love beyonce drops on mondays or tuesdays along with this episode i mean this show um it's going to be mondays though i'm getting my shit together in 2019 <laughs> you know i'm doing better um and uh, stay locked on my social media as I got something else coming up. And, you know, check out my acting. You know, I'm in Chapter 2 of the web series. It's currently on Amazon Prime. And Kennedy, the web series, which can be found on YouTube. Um, and hopefully I'll have more stuff coming down that pipeline later this year. Hopefully. Speaks shit into existence, my brother. Look, I did it last year. I'm doing it again this year. I need to get my vision board. All right. And start getting that together. Um, oh yeah, and follow the page, the Twitter page for the show at Boys Up Mariah. Email us at boysupmariah at gmail.com. Um, anything else? I think that's about it. Just make sure you, uh, you know, just hit us up. Talk to us. Tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. We might listen. And with that being said, uh, fly free, butterflies. <laughs> fly away. Hey. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But, all right. Listen, does, does the gay hands came out. Okay. Yeah.